When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's up, everybody? Before I get started telling you what's going on this week, I want you to be sure to like, fave, and subscribe, and hit those notifications if you're watching on YouTube, because for some reason, just subscribing isn't good enough. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform of choice, if they have the ability to leave a five-star review or any kind of review, please give us a good one. It helps more than you know. This week is a real treat, guys. It's a real treat. In fact, I've interviewed other TikTok stars and I've asked people, hey, what kind of questions do you have for these TikTok stars? And and I will just get crickets, just crickets. With this one, I actually got a whole bunch of questions because she is so popular. And I'm talking about Emily King. I'm pretty sure she's universally loved. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Emily. And if you don't like Emily, I don't even want to know you. I don't even want to know you right now. She's such a positive person. We learn so much about Emily in this episode. We learn about her divorce, her kids. We learn about where she got the inspiration to start talking about men's issues, right? Like she's a very pro man in her, in her videos. And it's, 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 it's refreshing, honestly, because there's a lot of hate for men out there these days, which is really sad. And uh, we, you know, we talk about, you know, where her career, where she went to school and all sorts of stuff like that. And then we also ask Emily, your guys' questions from TikTok. And I will bring you that conversation right after this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at comeonmanpod. That's all one word, at comeonmanpod. Please follow me, help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. 
you'll never believe what Duke Cannon did. In fact, I thought if I told you guys about it, you might revoke my man card. But then it hit me. This could be awesome for all of us. Duke Cannon has released a new basic ass pumpkin spice latte scented bar of soap. Now hear me out here. This thing is guaranteed to bring all the basic white girls to the yard. Hell, they may even show up wearing nothing but their Ugg boots. To get yours, visit duke.comeonmanpod.com or click the link in the show notes and you'll get free shipping. Using this link tells them I sent you, so you help me out, and you get free shipping in return. So it's win-win. That's duke.comeonmanpod.com or use the link in the show notes. It's pumpkin spice season, so use it to your advantage, men. All right, sliding into the podcast this week, like she slides in front of her mirror, is the ridiculously fast-rising TikTok superstar and relationship philosopher extraordinaire, Emily King. What's going on, Emily? Hey, Paul. Not is much. It, How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I think uh, a lot of people, if they're they're watching this on YouTube, are like, she looks so different without her, her phone in front of her face. The phone. Yeah, yeah. I don't have this turquoise square in front of my face <laughs> right that's your trademark though you know you slide know. in where did you come up with that you know what some of my very early videos I started doing it although it didn't really start with a slide uh-huh my first first one that I did it showed my feet as I was walking to my mirror that's and then I slid into screen okay <laughs> yes that's pretty common. I see that a lot, the, the feet and then like a, yes. a door in and then talk to yes. the bathroom Yes, and I've mirror. done the, yep, I've done that too. That was more of a copy, you know, because I saw other people doing the kick in the door into the bathroom. Right. But I don't know, the slides started just becoming easier and faster. Sure. For whenever I messed up a video, then I could just repeat it quickly. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, I just got to do the slide again. That Which I, I've got questions about because I asked people on TikTok, uh, you know, to put some questions in, I did a promo video, tagged you in it. And yeah, I had a whole bunch of people ask a bunch of questions. So I've got a bunch of those written down for you. And some of them have to do with the slide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Trademark. Uh, and I, yeah. And I was, I, would, I was just curious about that because it's, you know, it's your video too. As soon as it pops up, it's shh, yes. It's like, oh, it's an Emily video. What's going on? It Emily? is. Yeah, it's the sound and everything. Somebody commented, one of my followers, like months ago, commented about how it's the same sound every beginning. Yeah. And then I actually paid attention. I was flipping through my videos. Right. And it's true. Somehow it does end up being the same exact sound. It's perfect, though, because uh, like I've, I've for years have been dabbling in marketing. Right. And the concept of branding is so important mm-hmm. in marketing. And that's your brand now. Like people mm-hmm. hear that noise, they see you. It's like that's Emily video. It's like you're like Coca Cola. Yes. <laughs> don't don't ever change it. Don't ever change it. I don't plan on it. <laughs> so we um, so we've been following each other for a while now, and and what really made me want to get you on the podcast is just over the last month, mm-hmm. your TikToks have just skyrocketed. And mm-hmm. I really started noticing that like people are literally stealing your sounds and uploading mm-hmm. them as their own videos now. Like I, I, I see the, the, the generic ripoff ones where it's, it's just like a sunset and like words yes. and, it's, and it's your sound. I go, that's, 
they just totally ripped off Emily. And you know you've made yes. it. You know you've yes. made it when someone's stealing all your stuff. So well done. <laughs> That's true. And I think it's almost just part of doing business on TikTok now. Sure. I think sometimes it happens on purpose and sometimes it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. because I've seen the videos that you're talking about because yeah. a lot of those videos will pop up, I think, for my followers. And then I end up getting tagged in it quite uh-huh. often. Yeah. So I've seen them. And usually it starts with one video that has been used my sound and then downloaded to their phone and then re-uploaded. Sure. And so it's no longer linked to me. But right. they'll tag me in the description. So well, they give they, me credit. At least they do that. Right. So I think that part's innocent. But then yeah. when another creator takes their sound, mm-hmm. they don't like that tag is missed. And now so then I off. then it's gone. Right. Right. Yeah. That's... And then people still see that. And they, you know, then it's kind of stealing. But 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 the, but the thing is, though, like you have such a big following at this point. People know mm-hmm. it's you. And so it's, yeah, uh, it's kind of flattering, you know, are you, it is. are you in the TikTok creator fund? I am. Are you? Okay. I am. I got, yeah. I got, banned, I got banned from that. Did you, did you yeah. get banned? Yeah. So you were in it for some time? I was in it for a hot minute. And then they immediately turned around and said, you're permanently banned at just, oh. just because, uh, I have, I've had too many community violations, I guess. Yeah. You know, on your I, videos. Yeah. Cause I'm too hot for TikTok. I guess <laughs> they just recently, uh, they just recently downgraded that though, to just a six month suspension, but, um, Oh, well that's good. Right. <laughs> it's very, it's very sweet of them. Very sweet of them. But the, the reason why I ask is because if, if people are stealing your, your sound, then you're not getting paid. So that, right. that part sucks, but yeah. from what I hear though, the TikTok creator fund doesn't really pay very much anyway. It's, so it's-, it's not much at all. Right. I mean, the amount that you're really missing out on is probably pennies, you know, for somebody <laughs> to take that sound. Mm-hmm. And even if they get, you know, a hundred thousand views or a hundred thousand likes, like it's really, it's, it's not much. It's it, negligible. It's probably worth, it's probably worth the, uh, the buzz that at least right. at that point. Right. Um, another thing I noticed too, is that everyone stitches and duets the hell out of your videos, including me. I've, I've, I've stitched uh, probably at least a dozen of your videos. They're all really good. Uh, but one that I noticed it was, I swear it was a week, like a, a week straight. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, I have a friend named Steven. His uh, channel is alpha male mindset. He's in uh He's in the 3% Man Facebook group that I talk about all the time in my TikToks uh-huh. and podcasts and stuff like that. So that's how I know him. He's another, he's a 3% brother, as I, I like to say. And for a week straight, I swear to God, all of his videos were just him stitching your stuff. And I was like, Steve, <laughs> relax, bro. <You're> like, <laughs> but for some reason, what, like everything you said really <laughs> resonated with him. And he just kept making these videos and was going off the cup about it. I was like, calm down, man. That's but. what it is. Yeah. I love, I love seeing the stitches and the duets and mm-hmm. that's exactly it. Like, I think it's just really relatable to yeah. men and for a woman, especially to be saying these things, like it just completely validates some things that men are thinking, but maybe not necessarily being able to say. 
Sure, because if you say it as a man, then you get kicked out of the TikTok creator fund. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Somehow it just, it does come across completely different for a man to just be saying it and to make it sound like it's like they're complaining, you know, and then if they seem aggressive at all, you know, we're, it's just more of a sensitive thing when a man says it versus a woman. Sure. Well, my, uh, I have a friend, uh, another 3% brother, his name is Luke. He's on the podcast all the time. And I just uploaded one of, uh, one of the videos, he actually posted this in the 3% man group as a, as a comment response. And when I saw it, I was like, dude, can I steal that? Can you just send that, send me that video so I can upload it to my TikTok? But he did a video about how as a man, we're like, no one cares about our feelings. Like yeah. we're, we're expected to be strong all the time. We're, we're, we can't be victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have to be leaders and stuff like that. And it's just like, you, we just have to learn to suck it up and stuff like that. And, he, and at the end of it, he goes, you know, all that being said, it may not be fair, but would you like to stand in long lines for the bathroom? Cause I wouldn't, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's our, that's our consolation prize. <laughs> Right. We sacrifice the long lines. <laughs> right. Right. So, so yeah. So, I mean, and there's also, uh, you know, I, I like to follow the red pill community a little bit, although I don't consider myself like terribly red pill. I'm, I'm pretty middle of the road guy, but there's some hardcore red pill guys that uh, they must've just been burned by women yes. and they have this mentality that like women have no sense of accountability women um and this is like and they really generalize because there are women out there that have no sense of accountability sure but there's men like that too you know there's there's just asshole people out out there let's just be real and (laughs) there's but there's also really good people out there and so you can't put all women in a box and say they're all like this but i don't know they have they also have this uh, idea that like women are basically incapable of love, you know, like they like how you make them feel in the moment, but otherwise, you know, they can, they can throw you out to the garbage anytime they want. And it's like, I just just don't think it's so black and white like that. I don't think it is either. It's just two ends of the spectrum, you know, that I don't agree with either one. I obviously don't agree. And that's why I've done so many videos about women bashing men, because that's very prevalent, especially Mm -hmm. on TikTok. And that's just another end of the spectrum. But I also don't agree. I'm not going to swing completely the other way. And I don't agree with some of that red pill man stuff that says that, you know, women are the complete problem. And like everything you were saying, I think like everything, there's definitely a very wide middle ground Mm -hmm. and that's really where people should live in. And that's where they should be dating, you know, Mm -hmm. because if you really hold that belief of like the other gender, then why are you even, why would you even want to date them? Like you should just be single, I guess. Well, there's, (laughs) and there is that whole subset of that community, the MGTOW guys that have just completely given up on women. And it's like, yeah, like, bro, in the way I I try to, and every once in a while, like, I'm, you know, I'm sort of guilty of, I'll put out a video that's very, it very comes across very red pill, 
it, and so then, you know, of course, I'll, I'll get a whole bunch of red pill followers. And then when I'll say something right. kind of uh, blue pill, they're like, what you simp, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't win with any of these guys, but, but the MGTOW guys, yeah, they just completely have given up on, on, on women in life. And they're like, God, oh, I'm just going to, you know, have a dog and make money and, and be happy. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I don't think you're going to be happy that way. Cause you still sound very jaded. Right. right. <laughs> so right. I mean, everyone craves connection. I mean, that's just part of being human. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're right. I think at some level it's that they've been really burned in the past and they're still in a little bit of denial and they're still kind of sitting in that thought process that they just don't want to deal with the other gender because the other gender is this, this or that, and they're horrible. Sure. And really until their mindset can be changed about that, or they meet somebody that is able to change their mind completely about that. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to stay kind of sitting in that, that situation. Definitely. Definitely. And, but I, uh, I mean, just going back to your TikToks, I think that's mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons why you resonate with, with men so well though, is because right. they have this preconceived notion that, you know, women are evil women, uh, you know, have no accountability. Women can't are incapable of love. And then here, here you are sliding into your mirror saying, Hey, women do better. And they're yeah. like, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Cause I think, I think that women, I think that women are very capable of love. I think that they oftentimes have been burned themselves at a very young age. Sure. And they've society tells them friends tell them and family tells them that men are bad. Watch out for men, like guard yourself, like mm-hmm. all of these things that really at a very young age, then they get into these young relationships that are not the best in most cases. And then it changes and kind of sets the storyline to match with the fact that they think that men are awful. And, and that's, you know, the entire kind of the start of it. And so all men are I, pigs. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just, and then they start acting off of that. And so they remain very guarded and they Mm -hmm. do things that, you know, like they want men to gravel at their feet. You know, if they want to be dating them, they want men to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. They want everything needs to come from the man, but they're not going to show any effort until they're 100% sure that that man is going to give them everything mm-hmm. and that's not how often does that happen and how healthy is that really yes i highly recommend against that for guys exactly i, mean, I yeah. what i usually uh tell guys is that dating from the beginning it needs to be low investment i do think men should pay uh for dates mm-hmm. like at least for the first couple of dates because that's setting the tone and taking the lead you know that's i think that's just really important. Uh, but if a woman, you know, wants to pay on like the mm-hmm. third date or plan and pay for the great, that's awesome. Right. She doesn't have to. The way I look at it is if, if I'm asking you out, then you're my guest and I should pay, you know? I think that's a good perspective. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I agree with that too. Like, it's just like having any kind of guest that you're inviting to pay for their meal or whatever you're doing. And then as the relationship evolves, I think everyone can be a little bit different. I mean, 
it might be that a woman really desires the man to pay for dinner, mm-hmm. you know, every time that they go out, but maybe the woman is paying for something else, you know, along with that, maybe she's giving more gifts to the guy, you know, I don't know how many guys are really gift receivers, but you know, it can just be something else other than the meal that the guy wants more so. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, go back to your TikToks. Another thing I noticed, uh, recently is that you've been granted protection from the international <laughs> male council by a unanimous vote. So congratulations I, on that. <laughs> I received that notice. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> It's uh, very secretive, I think, to the point where I don't know exactly what that means. Yet. Secret society. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe I'll find out. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's this black guy that does these, yeah, I think his whole channel is just him like as a, some kind of leader of the council and he's always ironing, but air, but air ironing. He's not airing yes. anything. <laughs> I don't understand where, what that's all about, but yeah, for sure. I saw that one. I know who <laughs> you're talking about. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, but anyway, all that stuff combined going, going back here, all that stuff. I just really noticed it a lot lately. I was like, I got to get Emily on the podcast. Yeah if she'll, if she'll do it. I've had, uh, I've had other TikTokers on the podcast and I've also had some TikTokers, some like female TikTokers where I'm like, Hey, you should come on the podcast. And they're like, I'd love to. And then they just blow me off, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. Don't come on. I don't care. But now, now I'm curious. Is it more women that do that versus men? It's only been women that have done that. It's only been women. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if I've got a if I've got a uh, a guy that I ask if they want to come on the podcast, and they're like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, okay, when are you free? It's like boom, boom, boom. We schedule it. Easy, easy. scheduling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was one. I, I don't want to name names either, but uh, like there was one where I said, yeah, like you should come on the podcast, and then like three weeks later. She sends me a text back saying, yeah, that sounds great. We should do it. I'm like, three weeks. Forget it. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even message her back after that. Cause I was like, are you serious? Like I, uh, it's to me, I look at it like away. dating. Yeah. Like I look at it like dating. If you're going to take three weeks to get back to me, then you're, you're clearly, I'm clearly an afterthought to you. So why should I, you be on the, you know, forefront of my mind. So that's I, true. I, I, that's I true. Reply back to that. I was like, I've got guests. Thanks. <laughs> right. Right. And it's kind of like dating, right? Like online dating where, I mean, women, I think will respond oftentimes initially, but then, you know, they'll stop responding or they'll start to like slowly decrease the times that they're responding and the speed that they're responding. Sure. And so but it you, sounds scary familiar to that. You, you know what though? It's so funny. Uh, I used to be the, I used to be one of those guys that before I started learning about all this stuff, uh, you know, I was one of those guys that, you know, I would double text, you know, or whatever, or someone would ghost me and I'd be completely crushed by it. Yeah. And I still see TikTok videos of people where they're, they get ghosted and then yeah. they'll make a whole sobby TikTok about how they got ghosted. It's like, just move on, man. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Cause my opinion on that is that it's completely on the person that ghosted. Right. Not 
And you can't really read that much into it because you shouldn't, because that person doesn't even know you. Right. Especially if you've just been messaging a few times here and there. Sure. So you really can't take it to heart. I, I look at it like they weeded themselves out, you know. Right. Oh, okay. No problem. I'll just, I've got these other Move people on. to talk to. It. Who gives a shit, you know? <laughs> Move on to the next. For sure. <laughs> So let's talk about your, uh, your story a little bit. So I, what, I, how long have you been on TikTok? So I started just over a year ago. Okay. It was like May of 2020 is when I uploaded my first video. And that, I think it was the same month that I actually even downloaded TikTok and uh-huh. started watching it. Yeah, we all, I think a lot of us started watching TikTok like during the pandemic. Well, we all had some extra time. Right. <laughs> I, I downloaded TikTok because my daughter was just constantly sending me TikToks. Just, oh. So when she, my daughter goes over to her mom's house, she's bored out of her mind. Her mom never lets her do anything and go anywhere. So she just sits up in a room and like texts me all day. And so she's <laughs> sending me just TikToks all the time. And I was tired of opening them up in my browser, looking at these yes silly videos so finally I just downloaded the app and um it, but for me it wasn't until uh like January that I started doing uh you know TikToks for the podcast but mm-hmm. I think right away you you popped up as you know one of the TikToks there and uh I mm-hmm. think like I noticed that you were a single mom and I think like one of the first videos I saw was you were on some kind of beach vacation with your kids <laughs> yes yeah that was back in february okay i i think that may have been when i was still my username might have still been single mama 117 if i remember right yeah that's Um, right yeah because on your profile on tiktok it says (laughs) formerly known as single mama yes okay yeah because i think i changed my username somewhat around that time it was sometime in the winter but yeah um why did you change your name you know what? It was a combination of the fact that I was in a relationship and mm-hmm. I felt odd calling myself single mama. And I had been in it in the relationship for almost like five months at that point. Oh, okay. So it was, you know, more serious. And then I was getting um, more and more followers, more popular. It was getting bigger. And I thought I wanted to be recognized by my actual name. Okay. You know, versus just single mama. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So mm-hmm. how many kids do you have? I have two. Two. Okay. And how old? Yeah. Just if you don't they're, mind. I don't mind. They're four okay. and six. So they're little. Little. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You still have your hands full. See, my kids are older. My daughter's 16 and she's on TikTok too. And mm-hmm. well, both my kids are on TikTok. Uh, my son, he's 12. <laughs> and uh, so they're, ba- they're basically like, they're at the age now where they just do their own thing, you know? Right. So I have my kids, I have my kids uh, 50-50. So every other week I'll mm-hmm. get them and they come over to my house and it's, oh, hey dad, hey dad, whatever. And then they just retreat to their bedrooms and then just <laughs> do their own thing. And I'm just sitting out and the, um, hanging out with the dog. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> The cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very different for me. Yes. Yes. You're, they're There's at no the retreating age. Yeah. Into the, their bedrooms. They are full blown energy yeah. right now. You're at the age or they're at the age where you have to just entertain them all the time. And 
Yes. Hey and, mom, look and, at me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that trip that I took, I mean, that was the second year that I've taken a trip by myself with them mm-hmm. for a week-long vacation that required a flight. And hmm. so the first year that I did it was, you know, the same year that I had split from their father. And it was kind of a scary idea, really taking them by myself onto an airplane when it was their first time ever flying. Um, But I felt like it was something that I wanted to do because I wanted to prove that I could still, you know, do things with them, fun things that Mm -hmm. I didn't want to think had to be done with just a family um, of a married couple. So I don't know. It was really, it was a great experience and really enjoyed it. My parents are down there for part of the year. So it was also kind of visiting grandma and grandpa. Okay. Um, Where was this at again? I'm sorry. Florida. You went to Florida. Where we flew to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we did the same thing this year and Mm -hmm. the flight went really well. And yeah, it was just a really fun experience taking them myself. I... I had a, uh, a flight with my kids for like the first time, just us mm-hmm. a, a couple of years ago. Uh, and it was, it was after I, uh, I, I had, I talk about it on the, on the podcast a lot, but I had this, this long-term girlfriend after my divorce and we dated for like four and a half years. And so, um, I work for a California company, uh, but I live in Colorado. And so I, I always go back to San Diego. In fact, I was just there this morning and <laughs> as you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, so while I was dating this, this gal, um, she would periodically go back with me. So I would, she would buy herself a plane ticket and then, you know, go to the beach while I was at work and whatever. And, but mm-hmm. at my kids, the whole time we lived in, uh, we've lived in Colorado, haven't been back to California and that's where they were, you know, they were real little there growing up, mm-hmm. but you know, my daughter still remembers a lot of it. And so after I broke up with that gal, I had the opportunity to go back for work. And I was like, you know what, why don't I just bring my kids with me? And so yeah, I packed my kids and, you know, we, we ended up spending the whole weekend in San Diego and driving around the old neighborhoods, going to the beaches and stuff like that. And my kids just had absolute blast that they were such goobers though, like at the airport, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, those like moving sidewalks, my kids, get on the moving sidewalks and then just stand there and start looking around like this is amazing and like don't walk right and they're not walking i'm like that's to move faster down the airport it's not just to stand there and and be a tourist you know and they're just (laughs) i'm just like would you guys act like you've done this before you know oh no (laughs) but they they had a they had a good time with all that yeah Um, so so you, you mentioned that uh, you're, you're obviously married. So you, you mm-hmm. clearly went through a divorce. How long were you married? 12 years. Uh-huh. Okay. I got married very young. So I was 21 when okay. I got married. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I was and 20. We, I was 20. Were you? Oh, yeah. you got me beat. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even buy alcohol legally at, at, the, your... at the reception. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, and we had dated even before we got married, we had dated for, I think it was five years because we had known each other in high school. So yeah, long, long long-term relationship. Got it. Okay. That's one of the things like I'm still 
I'm still a little jaded, you know, uh, with the divorce thing. Um, not so bad that I don't think I could, I don't th- I think I could do it again. You know, I have, mm-hmm. some, I have some things that I learned, you know, I have stipulations, but I could do it again right. at, at this point, but there are some, like some interesting things that I see where, you know, some guys in the comments will, you know, act like, well, I'm ha- I've been happily married for X many years. And I'm like, two more years, buddy. You got two more years on that. Cause I was, right. <laughs> you know, cause I, I was married for 14. I thought, yeah, it was, you know, I thought it was going to be forever. Everything. You know? Right. And yeah. Then, and bam, then just ended one day. Like what? So, yeah. Yeah. But so in, you, you oh, didn't see it coming or. Well, the thing was, uh, so I, and I, I think a lot of guys are like this. Um, you, have you heard this? I'm sure you've heard this, the statistic. It's like all over TikTok that like women file for 80% of divorces. Right. Right. Um, so like I was the kind of guy where I was raised, my parents are still together. Both my grandparents mm-hmm. were still together. So I was of the mindset, like that's, this is just how marriage is, you know, like right. you, you get to a point where, you know, the you know, the romance is gone and you guys are basically mm-hmm. just living roommates. And that's just how life is. Cause that's how a lot of these really long-term married couples get, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But so I was, yeah. So I was just like, well, this is just how it is. Um, mm-hmm. So I would have never, I would have never filed for divorce ever. And mm-hmm. so, but yeah, she was unhappy. I was basically unhappy for the last like half the marriage, you know, just, miserable i'd much rather go sleep on the couch half the time and stuff like that but i would have never left i would have never left right right so uh so when she finally did file like i think i was more hurt because like oh what i was more hurt about what was going to happen with the kids and stuff like that yeah than, than anything but otherwise i felt like an overwhelming sense of freedom yes <laughs> Yes. It was like a huge, you know, rock lifted off my chest. Now she did, you know, take me to court and run me through the ringer in court, uh, which was unfortunate, but it's still, it like at the end of the day, at the end of the the five years now that alimony's done and stuff like that, like it it was all kind of worth it, I think in the end. Right. So what about you? I mean, you guys were together for 12 years. Did it just sort of start fizzling out? Like what, you don't have to get into any nasty details Details. if you'll want to. It's yeah. I think my story is interesting. Like, I feel like I haven't heard another story that um, I resonate with that's similar to mine because, you know, we were high school sweethearts. We got married from a young age. We waited, you know, five or six years before having our first child. Mm-hmm. Um, so very much connected and happy early on. And then there were like a lot of life events that made things more stressful. Okay. Kids obviously make things more stressful. Um, there was a career change on his part a huge career change, um, sort of like a shift really in roles because of that career change. All of a sudden I was the one that was more stable in my career. And then we already had two young children that, um, basically he shifted into a role of like stay at home dad part-time 
and then part-time doing a different job. So that in combination with one of my kids was having some pretty severe asthma from a very young age. And we were just stressed to the max of running to the emergency department and the financial impact of dealing with like a sick child. So all of that was happening and I'm more of a mindset like you, it sounds like where everyone in my family stays married forever. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no divorce, even, even in my extended family, it's yeah. just unheard of. It doesn't happen. Even if you're miserable together, you stay together. Like that's sickness and health through expect. good times and bad <laughs> times. Right. I mean, those are the vows. Right. Right. <laughs> and so Like I felt like myself, like we were just going through this rough season Sure. and, you know, we would make it through, you know, you just stick it out and that's not, we weren't communicating. That is not how he felt. Mm -hmm. And he was like shifting himself out of the marriage and finding somebody else that he could relate to. And then, you know, it was found out and then things crumbled quickly after that because I hold very strong opinions on that. Yeah. I, you know, I consider stepping out of a marriage, a complete deal breaker. I'm very strong in that, even though I hold the belief that like you stick it out. I just, that's like one deal breaker that I think that would have, most people should follow. That would have been the only reason why I would have divorced her. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would have, if she stepped out, I would be like, we're done. Done. I can't, I can't deal with that. And I would never do that to anybody. And that's why, like, I think for people that hold that strong opinion about cheating, like, I think that's because you and yourself believe that you would never do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not to say that people that are understanding of it. I don't, I think they're somewhat relating to it. You know, they're seeing it as, well, maybe it's because the other person did this or that. But I know I've made a few TikToks about my opinion on cheating and just that I think that it's all the blame is really placed placed on the cheater because they're not communicating. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's like, it's it's cowardly because I feel like people that cheat, they cheat because they're, they're also afraid of losing the person they're cheating on. Yes. Like, what if this, this, this doesn't work out? I want to have a fallback plan because right. if, if you weren't, uh, if you weren't scared of that, you would just say, you know what, this isn't working out. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sorry. I'm just not clicking anymore or whatever. Let's part ways. Then you yeah. would move on with the other person, but people right. that do that kind of stuff, or even if they, they're like, they monkey branch, I call it, you know, where right. they're, they're lining up their next person stuff like that. That's pretty messed up in my opinion as well. It is. It is. So, you know, that's really what crumbled the marriage. Um, And I struggled with it for some time. You know, that's like a trauma. It felt like that occurred. And so, you know, months went by and I got, I feel like I did things that really helped the entire healing process. This actually all occurred before I even got on TikTok. Mm -hmm. But then, um, some of my early TikToks were a little tidbits of like venting, you know? Sure. Because it felt safe. 
because TikTok is a bunch of strangers, you know, it's not like you're telling anybody anything that will ever get back to you. Um, but he, so my ex became aware, you know, as soon as I got more followers and more hits, it's like, then some of that was exposed to him. And I'm a very strong believer in co-parenting. Um, so I have spoken a lot less about him and the entire situation, uh, just because I do want to respect, um, him as just a person. And I think that we're kind of both healing from the entire situation. Sure. And I think that's just important with kids. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like we got to that point really quickly because I just refused, even though I felt like things were done against me in a very strong way. I don't think that, um, it's healthy to really like rebel completely against that other person if you have kids with them yeah, and yeah, to do things that are like very hurtful that you might regret later on so I think we've gotten to this like pretty healthy points of co-parenting we're pretty much 50 50 I have the kids a little bit more mm-hmm. just because they're so young you know that like I maintained myself in the house you know they have their bedrooms here they have their stuff here this is what they're used to um but yeah we're kind of I think it's a work in progress still a little bit but we're doing pretty good do you guys get along still we do for the most part but this is what's funny um like during our relationship when I was saying we didn't communicate yeah it was we also didn't argue like never Mm. never argued And now my perspective on that is different because I realized that we weren't arguing because we weren't communicating. We weren't talking. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's definitely an unhealthy way to argue, right? Like if you become disrespectful towards somebody, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to build resentment. If they're calling you names and stuff in the middle of an argument, that's not a healthy way to argue. That's my, my ex-wife was like that. She would you know, she would get to a point where she would just get so mad. She would just start calling me names and stuff. And I'm like, who argues right. with, who argues with their loved ones that way? But that's how she was raised. Right. Like her, her mom was like that. Her mom was like that with, you know, her dad and stuff. So that's just how she was raised to fight. And I was raised not like that. My, my dad was always, uh, my dad's kind of an asshole. I mean that in the nicest way possible, but he, he was always, you know, the kind uh, you know, big booming voice yelling and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, so was I, but I would never call her names or anything, you know? Right. So, uh, I've learned to chill. That's good. That's good. But yeah, cause I'm sure tone, yeah. tone can matter too. Yeah. I'm know? sure that didn't help. That didn't help the, the marriage at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I'm sure like, I feel like I've learned a lot, obviously, in my marriage that I've gone through and every, all the early dating. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was like a roller coaster of learning, you know, oh, being yeah. thrown after years, really. The last time I had dated was back in high school. Right. And so to be thrown into it and to like find out all of these things that I found just to be annoying. Like, like these games and not knowing if somebody's into you or like planning things and then they don't follow through with those Mm -hmm. plans. 
Yeah. It's frustrating. I just yeah. found it annoying. <laughs> yeah. I had, uh, so after, after I got divorced, I got divorced in, uh, 2014. So that whole year, 2014, I was, well, we were separated trying to finalize everything. I was back mm-hmm. on the dating circuit for the first time in like 15 years or whatever. And just floundering. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I was like, I, you know, I, I, t- I, I put out in videos all the time where I'm like, go for, always go for a kiss, always go for a kiss. Because at that time right. I was like waiting for a written invitation, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, because, uh, and that was even really before like the whole me too thing. But at the same time, right. there, there's still like the, there's still this subset of people that are like, you, you know, you need consent and all this stuff. And I'm uh-huh. like, yes just a kiss, you know? Um, and so there, but there, but there's also a whole group of women. And I think I would venture to say majority of women that are like, don't be a pussy. Don't, don't ask me just, just if you feel it, go for it. And if I'm not feeling it, you know, then I'll move my head or something. And right. Yeah. It's no big deal. No big deal. Mm -hmm. And, but I didn't know any of that stuff. And luckily I ended up with that gal for four and a half years. Who was, she was just like super forward and I needed that in my life because I yeah. needed that written invitation. And so when I found myself back on the dating circuit again, a couple of years ago, it started off very much the same way, but until I had a, a gal say, you know, at the end of a date, I, I, I gave her a hug or something. I went home and she texted me going, why didn't you try to kiss me? I was really disappointed. And I was like, what? So after, <laughs> after that, I, I decided I'm just going to go for it every time. And then I started reading all these books and started realizing like why it, why it started work or, you know, why that works. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I've just gone on this whole, like, you know, knowledge quest because I'm like, none of this stuff makes, makes any sense. It's very counterintuitive, but that's just like how life is. And it's just been real fun now. Like and once I start learning this stuff, it's been a lot a lot more fun it's it's not so much of a chore where I think a lot of people just hate dating these days I think so and I think that like especially if it's a first date like women will make it very clear most will make it very clear at least I did made it very clear like if I wasn't into it like Mm -hmm. you like even just our bodies were not going to be close enough at the end of the date like you you would know so I think that it's not a bad thing to pay attention, you know, to a woman's, um, what what she's kind of putting out to you body language wise. That's the thing though. Uh, I had no idea. I couldn't, I couldn't read body language for shit. And I would say most, I would say most guys can't. And it wasn't until I started studying this stuff that I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Those are body language signs. Like it, cause Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, they've done studies on it where they did, um, in the book, atomic attraction, they, uh, which I just finished reading again, they talk about a study where they had men and women watch movies with the sound off and just watching body language and something like 80% of the women could follow what was going on in the movie (laughs) just based on body language. And only like maybe 15, 20% of guys could knew what was going on because guys just don't, no body language women are just more in tune to it yeah that is very telling (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah it's it's fascinating so now that i've learned some of that stuff i'm like oh okay Uh, like and that's where i think Mm -hmm. a lot of guys go wrong they just don't take the time Mm -hmm. to learn that stuff Mm -hmm. um 
speaking of dating, you're, you mentioned you've been seeing a guy for a while now. So at the time of changing your TikTok, you said uh, yeah. five months. It's still the same guy? Still yep. going strong? I'm still going strong. Okay. Yeah, so it's been just about a year that oh. we've been seeing each other. Yeah. C- congratulations. What's, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Can we ask? Tom. Tom? Yeah, he'll give you his first name, Tom. Okay. <laughs> Very common Tom. first name. <laughs> yeah. His name is Joe White. I don't know. Yeah. Tom. That's, <laughs> yes. that's good. We'll take it. And uh, so about a year. How did you guys meet? Yeah. So interestingly enough, it was through a DM on Facebook. Oh, we... my man. Okay. <laughs> I know. We have some mutual friends. Okay. And so he had DM'd me. Um, yeah. And that was right around, we actually ended up talking for quite some length before actually meeting each other in person. Um, so that was actually like in April of last year. And he's very open and honest. You know, it wasn't like a typical DM that you would see that I receive. Um, yeah, so definitely he was different. He caught my attention. Did he by chance, did he by chance send you a video? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, maybe he's in my friend Benny's program because <laughs> <laughs> I have a date. Is that I have a recommendation? I have a dating coach friend named Benny. He's, uh, he's, a, he's been on the podcast a bunch of times and he has, he runs a whole program on how to pick up women on Facebook. Yeah. And, and that's basically what he does is uh, he teaches guys to go through your local area, find attractive women, and you can like get, do some homework yeah. on them too, right? You can, cause sometimes women will put that they're single yeah. or whatever. And so you can sort of go through, find women that appeal to you and just start adding them all as friends. And then yeah. maybe a week later out of like maybe 30 women, 10 of them will accept your friend request. So then mm-hmm. a week later you send them video messages like, Hey, I'm your random Facebook friend and blah, blah, blah. But when you send a video message, it's kind of bold, you know, and, and women are yeah. like, Whoa, a guy sent me a, a whole video message and it's just unique. And it's unique. It stands out. Yeah. It's, that's a great idea to be and, honest. Yeah. And so he's, he's got a whole slew of guys that he coaches and they all just have mad success dating. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I was curious. I was like, oh, Facebook, huh? Did he send you a video? But yeah. No, yeah. he just did it on his own. Maybe he's got his own little program, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should, uh, yeah, he should create that. <laughs> Smart guy. Okay. So uh, what's the most fun date that you've been on with him? That's really hard to say because we've done a lot of fun dates. Okay. Okay. Uh, if I had to pick one, it was probably fairly early on in our relationship. He took me axe throwing. Ah, classic. Yeah, okay. it was pretty cool. It, well, it wasn't even just that. It was like dinner first. Sure. Fancy dinner at an Italian restaurant and then went out and axe threw like in our formal attire, which for <laughs> some reason made that even more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that does sound fun. Yeah. I think a lot of guys just, they're boring. You know, they, uh, yeah. let's, let's go to dinner. Let's go get drinks. Let's go to the movies. And that's all they do. Rinse, wash, repeat. Yeah. Right. And, uh, it's like, no, nah, come on guys. you like, do some more fun stuff. Axe throwing is really good. Escape rooms are fun. 
Yeah, um, we've talked about doing that. We've done even like bowling. We both are very active. We like hiking. We ski. Well, I ski. He snowboards, which okay. is similar enough. Sure. Um, yeah, and we like camping too. So. Yeah, all that stuff. Fun. Real fun. I just took. Um, there's a place near me called uh, Get Air, and it's a trampoline place. I just took. <laughs> I just took the the gal that I'm dating there because she. Yeah. Cause I had right before the trip, she was like, uh, you know, we need to get together. I was like, sure. And she said, do you have any ideas? I said, yeah, let's go to get air. And she was like, what? Cause she normally that's a place where kids go, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's go to get air. Why not? So see, we that's, yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, if kids are having fun doing it, then yeah. you definitely can. Oh yeah. We definitely did. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Does he typically plan the dates or do you come up with the ideas most of the time? He typically does. Oh, we'll sometimes like, yeah, he usually does. We'll sometimes brainstorm together. Like if we're seeing each other during the day, uh-huh. um, but he will plan it and he'll like make the reservations always. Smart. Okay. Yeah. Good. Cause I, that's another thing that I try to teach guys is that you, take the lead. You're the one that should be yeah. planning dates. You should be saying the time. Cause I never yeah. did that. I was very, I, we used to be the, the guy that was like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah. What do you want to do? And that, I think that, Back really, and forth. that really turns women off, you know? And so it does, it does. And I told him very early on that I like it when a man plans dates. I, well, I actually told him, I said, I need you to plan dates. <laughs> oh, smart. And, yeah. 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 And he, it, I think it kind of threw him off. He didn't expect that because he, in his experience, he told me that with his ex, she would always end up like complaining about whatever it was that he, he chose yeah. for a date. So it did kind of like make him feel like he needs to check in with me and get like my exact thoughts on what I want to do. Yeah. But I think it just like it depends on the person that you're with and hopefully you're with somebody that is not all about what you do exactly yeah and they're more about just enjoying time with you like they're gonna have fun doing whatever it is right I feel like you choose to do if I went on a date or two with a gal and uh I said meet me at this place at this time and we did that and she was just complaining the whole time (laughs) Yeah. She would not get a third date or a fourth day. I would be like, no. we're, done. we're done here. <laughs> what fun is, yeah. What yeah. fun is that? <clears throat> no, 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 no. Yeah. That's, that's a hard pass for me. Um, career. You're a, you're a physical therapist. I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long have you been doing that? Nine years out from school now. <clears throat> okay. Do you have to get a degree for that? Or is that like a trade school? Oh, thing? Like, yes. How does that work? Okay. No. I wish it was trade school. It took me seven years because, yeah, you have to have your undergrad degree and doctorate degree. You're a doctor? I'm technically Dr. Emily King. (laughs) You you don't make everyone call you doctor? No. I'd walk around like, (laughs) I didn't go to eight years of evil medical school to be called Miss King. If if I make if I make reservations somewhere like a hotel, I'll put doctor. That's about the only time I use it. Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah, I think different. I you know I I told you I just had a doctor on the podcast, and uh, 
he, he's a, a family physician. I asked him, I asked him basically the same thing. Like, do, do you make mm-hmm. everyone call you doctor? And he's like, no. Uh, but that, that gal I dated, she, she was like, um, uh, an office manager for a surgeon's, uh, practice and all the employees have to walk on eggshells around the doctors there. And it's all doctor mm-hmm. this and doctors. This, and it's, that's just how they run their business there. It's all very doctors on a pedestal. And mm-hmm. so, but it's, it's nice to see that not everyone's pretentious like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, definitely PTs, physical therapists are not pretentious at all. Yeah. And, yeah, I think like primary care physicians like that aren't either because you're seeing your patients more often and you right. just don't care for them to call you doctor so-and-so all the time. It's just too formal. Sure, sure. Yeah. What made you want to get into that? Uh, quite a few things. I mean, I've always been into like health, the lifestyle and exercise. And that was, I've always wanted to do something in the medical field. Okay. So that was kind of the right combination of like health exercise and medical field. Mm-hmm. And it was a little less years of school, you know, compared okay. to actually going to be a physician. Got so it. yeah, it was, it was really just the combination. It was a good career choice. It still is even like it's rated, yeah. I think on a lot of lists is still like the top career for job satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So one more question about your TikToks, and then I want to get into the questions and then we can wrap this, wrap this up, I think. Um, so after having talked with you this whole time, finding out that, uh, you sort of got divorced because your husband mm-hmm. stepped out and, how did you get then get into uh, a niche where you talk about being like about appreciating men and men being used and stuff like that? It's like I, the reverse. Yeah, yeah because of what I, you would expect. Yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, like even my channel, you know, like I ended up talking about divorce and like, you know, I'm very anti alimony and everything like that because of stuff that happened to me. And I feel it's like, you're almost like the complete opposite. Like this shitty thing happened to you, but you're like, Hey, not all men are bad. In fact, some men are, are abused. And so, and it's like, what I would have, I, that's just so weird. Like, how did you get into that? Like what made you do that niche? I think that I've, I've always thought this way about men, you know, from a very young age. And I think that's because of how I grew up. Like I have a wonderful father mm-hmm. and I grew up with two older brothers. So, and all three of them are amazing men. And so I think that's probably, I mean, thinking back, cause I've had this question a lot. That's probably really my base feelings and where that comes from. Okay. And even though, you know, like life experience has given me a little bit of negativity, I also I just like think with a positive mindset and I know that not everybody is the same just because you live through one experience should not, I wouldn't let it change my entire life and my entire perspective on an entire gender. Um, And then I think like I got sick of when I was thrown into the dating pool, like there was some 
behaviors that I didn't agree with that I was getting from men, but I still like refused to believe that that was how everyone acted. And then I ran into some like really positive experiences with good men. And then I got on TikTok, you know, and I was sharing bits and pieces of my story and you know, TikTok knows your gender, right? Like when you first log on Mm -hmm. and being a woman, I think I was just seeing all of these women TikTokers just bashing men and complaining about men. And all I could do was like, almost like devil's advocate. Well, okay. But if you believe that, then what are you going to do about changing that? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that if you truly believe that all men are toxic or all men are terrible. Like those are the men that are going to be attracted to you. Yeah. Like all the good men are going to hear you say that you're going to be like living that and they will not even touch you Yeah. because of that. They will not even look your way if you hold that kind of like negativity. Yeah. Um, You sort of get, you get what you focus on in life. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And so like, I refuse to believe that. And I think that if you run into that in your life, like you just, you can't even like let that come in your mm-hmm. front door, you know, just that's it. That's the end of it. You need to not accept it. And so I don't know that kind of um, just got me thinking about how unfair it is. And I just kept on seeing video after video after video. And then I followed like pretty early on a couple of male TikTokers. Mm-hmm. And was like getting like some of just tidbits of their perspective. And sometimes like they would make a video about something that was done against them and their problem with how a woman treated them or what was said or the fact that they can't express their emotions. And the comments section was sometimes scary. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe like some of the things that were being said to them. Like that's, those are things that you wouldn't even say to just another human that you're being decent to. Right. So that kind of just encouraged me to start saying my perspective, you know, through, through a few videos here and there. Got it. Okay. Um, who, can you name some TikTokers that you follow? Like who are some of your favorite TikTokers? So, well, someone that I followed very early on, um, I followed Scott D. Henry. I don't know if you've heard of him. Dude's pure joy. I have pure joy. So obviously, like, <laughs> my positive mindset matched his. Mm-hmm. Um, I followed Sup Daily. I'm not familiar with that him. one. Okay. Okay. I followed him, like, really early on. One of his TikToks was probably like in the first five that I ever saw. Okay. Um, and he was more of that like male perspective. And he talks about like emotions and mental health. Um, those two are like early on. But then I also like uh, Phil Eagle. He's just okay. like, I think he has mostly women followers. Okay. And he almost does like almost the reverse of what I do, but more in a cutesy way of saying like, what's great about women. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, performance potential. Evan, Evan? you know, yeah. yeah. He was on the podcast. I know that you follow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like his perspective, and I think what he says holds a lot of truth. Yeah, he's a real smart guy, and he's very much not uh, not red pill, blue pill. He's yeah. very like practical. That's one of the things practical. I love about Evan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good way to describe him. Is very practical, for sure. Um, yeah. All right, you ready to answer some of these some of these questions? <laughs> sure pressure's on sure. all right some of these have already been answered just in our conversations for instance mark wanted to know who's your lucky guy tom tom's her lucky <laughs> tom, guy guys a lucky guy <laughs> um let's see ronan hibochi a guy named jonathan and a guy named jp they all essentially want to know the same thing so ronan wants to know where did you get your sage advice jonathan how did uh, how did you learn all that you know? And JP Ryder said, "When did you gain full access to the knowledge <laughs> of the ancients?" Wonderful. I don't know if I can expose this truth. <laughs> <laughs> but- um, I don't. I think kind of like what I mentioned earlier in the fact that I just grew up with like really good men in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is that mixed with common sense and that we should all just kind of treat each other well and be able to communicate what we want and yeah. giving the benefit of the doubt. And I just kind of take from that perspective into different scenarios, you know, that mm-hmm. I just think of or I stitch, you know with a video that has become popular on TikTok and it just makes me think of that other perspective and then I share it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh let's see here. Sierra John wants to know when your book's coming out. <laughs> and I was like, she's got a book coming out? And they're like, no, but she should. So, saw that. <laughs> so no book, huh? Writing a book takes so much time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe someday, maybe. I just, you know, when you compare that to making, you know, a one minute video on TikTok. Right. <laughs> you know, a couple times a day. It's, yeah, it's a lot different. It's way more time consuming. And as a single mom with two little ones, you know, and a serious boyfriend, it's. <laughs> you know what you could do? Uh, so I don't know if a lot of guys that listen to this know this, but. This, this podcast is all, you know, came about from the book, How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne. Well, Corey, Ray, Corey Wayne wrote that with a ghostwriter. So you could just hire a ghostwriter. You know? Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's, a still, it's still a damn good book and there's a lot of truth to it. Yeah. But he wrote it with a ghostwriter. So, I mean, there, maybe, maybe that's how you get it done. Maybe that is. I have to think <laughs> on that option. All right. Uh, the Floki Life wants to know, um, where can people in their late 20s that are introverts meet women? Mm, late 20s. Okay. Introverts. I, I think there's still a lot of options today, you know, to meet people. I don't like, I think social media is kind of a good option, to be honest, especially for an introvert, because if you just can't get past like stepping up and walking towards a woman out in the real world or 
even if it's somebody that you know and you interact with and you just can't like break that wall, then obviously like writing a text message or a DM is a lot easier. And you just need to like break through that wall and see if there's interest. And I think that's the biggest problem with introverts is you're not even giving yourself a chance, you know, when there might be interest on the other side, it's just that she's not going to make the first move. So yeah, look through social media. Like if you're interested with somebody that's especially in your area or close to you, then just send that message, take the risk. I would say, uh, online dating really, because at at least, you know, that the person on the online dating app is interested in meeting people for dating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, you got to get over your being an introvert. (laughs) Yeah. Even. Yeah. And I think online dating, like, even if you just, I mean, I did it for some time. That's how I started dating after my separation. Mm -hmm. And part of it was literally just to be like, to get myself comfortable again Mm -hmm. with dating. Sure. And I think that it's a good option to just be able to experience that and to get over some of those fears. And it does get easier as you do it. It does like the first date you'll be trembling, but you'll, it'll be fine. (laughs) You'll get over it and you'll go on another date. It's it's all really good practice. I would recommend for uh, the Floki life to read uh, Dating Essentials for Men because the whole first part of the book is talking about how to get over anxiety and stuff, yeah. you know, and it's a very like therapeutic book that way where it talks about how uh, sitting around thinking causes anxiety, but action cures yeah. it. So he's, he talks about like a three second rule. Like if you see a woman and you think there might be some interest there, if you wait longer than three seconds, you're going to talk yourself out of it. So just talk to her within three seconds, stuff yeah. like that. So that's a good recommendation. Yeah. Um, Bobby Douglas wants to know how he can get you to marry him, but I think he's <laughs> going to have to take that up with Tom. Um, yeah, he'll have to take it up with Tom. <laughs> uh, Stephen Hutchins, uh, he's newly divorced. He, uh, let's see, he says, what are some must-haves on his upcoming dating profile? Oh, some must-haves on a dating profile. I think what always drew my attention is maybe like one selfie at most, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Like you want to do more action photos, at least that's how I was. And I think, I think most women are like, they want to make sure that the guy is interesting and that you like to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So any kind of like you're doing something photo in the distance. Um, and I think just try to be as real as you can be like, and even with what you're typing, just, I don't know, type your general interests. I mean, it does not need to be perfection because a girl's going to know, like if, she thinks that you're attractive and you're into a few similar things that she likes, like she will be receptive to you. Very well said. Also, Stephen, uh, if by the time this episode publishes, I will have published an episode on how to create the ultimate dating profile. So go back and nice. l- go back and listen to that. Do you know who Morgan May is? I think you do. Cause I think you, I did, I did a, a stitch or I did a video she was on the podcast and she was talking about, oh she's she was, blonde right she's blonde she's very much yes. like you know men should pay for everything and you yes. know she, she's one of yes. those and uh 
and so anyway, she, she came back on again and, and she and my friend Luke and I all did a, a three part or a three person podcast where we talked about the ultimate online dating profile. So cool. <laughs> if you need profile <laughs> tips, go back and listen to that. She actually has some really good insights from a, a woman's perspective. Um, David Morgan says, how do I keep an independent woman loving me? Mm. Yeah, that's tricky nowadays, right? There's a lot of independent women out there. Yeah, they don't need no men. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, they, but they really do. You know, it's like they they will put on that front. But most of those women that are doing that, it's like it's a little bit of a guard sometimes, a little mm-hmm. bit of a wall. And they want a man to be able to break down that wall in most mm-hmm. cases. Like, so if you can bring out their femininity then that'll help break down that wall um don't believe that they really want to do absolutely everything themselves because if they want a man in her life like usually those types really do want like a masculine man Mm -hmm. that can break down some of those walls so i think it's a matter of still finding things to do for her to help her with to contribute to her life because um, she wants that, even though she's presenting it as like, oh, I've got it all handled. Mm-hmm. I've met women like that. They just, uh, and they, it, they typically just want a man that can set the tone and take the lead. Yeah. And because yeah. they are independent in all other areas of their life, they would like to hand the keys to the Jeep to someone else every once in a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, Matt, is it Matt Lay or Matt Lee? I have a, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, Matt, he says, does she know the council members of LADS are protecting her? Yes. (laughs) Yes. She does know that. Um, I do know. (laughs) Jared McGaw. He has two questions. Um, He wants 30 second story of your best slash worst relationship. And then, uh, (laughs) And I think we've already, I don't know, have we talked about your, I was, is your, your is, is your, yeah, what is your worst relationship? I, 30 seconds. Yeah, because I mean, I, of course I would say best is like my current relationship, right? Sure. And then my worst relationship, not just date. Okay. Are we getting specific? Whatever you want. Okay. Well, I feel like relations, the worst relationship I feel like would be like your first boyfriend for me it was like first boyfriend right you're like you're so immature okay and you do like horrible things to each other so okay that was definitely worst experience those don't don't count those (laughs) Those don't count those are that was that like junior hires that doesn't count no uh okay so let's do worst date then what was the worst date worst date was probably oh i went to a guy's house that i this wasn't very smart because i met him off of a dating app but we met at his place and then he lived at the beach. Mm-hmm. And so we went for a walk along the beach and I was frozen because it was warm at my house. But when you get close to the water, it was like 10 degrees um, colder. And so I was like in short shorts and a tank top and I was like completely frozen. And he took like no awareness of that fact that mm-hmm. I was freezing. And we went for a super long walk and um before we had gone on the date, he had like talked it up. He had talked up like how he knew this like special area of the beach 
and how I would have to be okay with climbing over a fence to get to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is cool. This is exciting. This kind yeah. of exciting. Yeah. And what it ended up being was literally like a knee high blockade that like many other people knew about. (laughs) (laughs) All I could think was like, as I'm stepping over the blockade, I'm like, this guy really talked it up. Like this is not as much fun (laughs) and I'm freezing. That does sound terrible. Yeah, we came back from the walk and I was like, no, I think I need to go home now. And I blasted the heat in my car just to like unfreeze myself for 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, that that's no good. Um, So then the other question that Jared had was how much influence does your dad have on your thoughts on men? Oh, well, I think I already answered that. He has a lot of influence on Mm -hmm. that. Um, He's just an overall like really good man. He's a very hard worker. Uh, he does a lot even for me still, um, especially since being separated and divorced, you know, he helps with so much and the way that he treats my my mom, of course, like that's just been a great thing to really grow up with and to see. So yeah, he highly influences my thoughts on that along with my brothers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned your brothers with, with that as well. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's just maybe do two more questions and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Um Crod Mandoon says, has has have you ever busted your ass with the slide in? <laughs> I one time almost did, and somewhere there is a video of it. Like I, I posted it under my TikTok and it was a long time ago though. It was because I had used some kind of like hair product mm-hmm. and it had gotten on my floor and it made it extra slick, but it was an almost fall. I mean, I have it pretty well practiced yeah. to the point where I didn't even fall, but I, it was like a backwards motion. I had to catch myself. <laughs> and you just refilmed that. You're like, oops. Or I, I actually kept it and oh. I, yeah, I kept it and I started talking and I remember the, I forget what it was about, but I had filmed it and I went back and I was like, whoa, I almost fell. And oh. then I started talking, <laughs> but it was, it was a while back. You'd, you'd have to really dig it up. You'd really go <laughs> back through it. all your stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, so last question here. And I see this all the time in your comments and I've, you, I've, you've even done videos about it, but Two guys, both named David, uh, want to know basically how do you keep your hands so steady when you're filming? Oh, maybe that's my physical therapist skills. I don't know. I, I, I just, I just, I, I just assumed it was something with the camera. Like you could, you know, because you're not really moving your hand yeah. that much, and so I think it probably has some kind of stabilization. I don't know. I mean, it's just a regular iPhone, so I don't know what like iPhones normally have in it, but. I don't know. I can like dissociate my hand with like my shoulder and elbow moving. Okay. Maybe it's because I, I also used to be a cheerleader. So maybe, you know, it was like the pom-pom action. <laughs> you really that. you really don't know. It's just a, just a skill, unique skill you it's have. It's just a skill. Yeah. Like, I love playing around with it. Yeah. I love it. You know, I, I love doing those videos where I just like try to do the best I can while moving the rest of my body. <laughs> I saw one you did where some guy had like an actual like, yes, 
like like a thing where it actually moved around and he's moving his hand like this and you duetted him and you were doing it <laughs> it's just my hand yeah yes. that was pretty good um all right so i, I usually will ask men um, so the concept of 3% man, right? So this is a, uh, 3% man podcast is, uh, that only 3% of the world's population of men understand women. And, but I usually ask my guests, what does being a 3% man mean to you? So I'm going to ask you, what does being a 3% woman mean to you? Mm-hmm. So in the way of understanding men. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it means that you understand that there's a lot more in common between you and a man than you think. Women think that men are just so completely different that they don't even have emotions. Um, And that's so untrue. So I think it's understanding that, that they do have emotions, that um, they can be hurt by how you treat them. And I think that it's understanding that you have to give in a relationship, just like you're asking them to give to you. It's not just them, you know, graveling at your feet Mm -hmm. because you're this beautiful person. Um, So it's just understanding that and treating them more like a decent human being. Very well said. I'm surprised you actually haven't read 3% Man because that's pretty much one of the gists that he says that, you know, near the end of the book is that you, oh, both, really? you both go into a relationship to give. And yeah. if, if you can't do that, you know, you can't, if you're not growing together, then you're growing apart and it's time to end things. But otherwise, yeah, you, need that's to awesome. be, you need to be going in there, not worrying about what you're getting out of it, but what you can give that person. So, all right. Well, we're well over an hour now. This is going to be an epically long uh, episode, but uh, I appreciate you uh, being flexible, moving your schedule all around because <laughs> of my crazy traveling. No and, worries. And I'm yeah. glad we were able to get this done. So yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. Emily, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. As you know, Emily, <laughs> The day after we recorded this episode, I got banned from TikTok. The original Come On Man podcast TikTok account got banned. And uh, it's really sad. But I do have a new account, everybody. It's at Come On Man Pod. In fact, Emily, I reached out to Emily after that happened. She tried to make a TikTok and tag me in it. And then that got removed for community guidelines violations. Like, uh, for some reason, I'm too hot for TikTok. But I'm fighting back. I have a new account. I'm building a new follower set. Hopefully, by the time this airs, I will be back up to my original 30,000 follower count. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But I do appreciate if you guys follow me back there. And Emily, everyone loves you. You're welcome back anytime. It was such a great conversation. And I hope everyone out there learned a lot about Emily and learned a lot in general about life. Oh, hey, and before I forget, you can find Emily King on all social media, including YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the link in the show notes. The link is in the show notes. I told her I would plug her stuff and here it is. I don't want to forget. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. 
I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.